are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good Thursday show for you. going to tease a little bit about what's coming up in a couple hours with podcast number 345 with Jordan Rogers and JoJo Fletcher. We're going to talk a little bit about the fact that there was no column yesterday. Um, Vanderpump Rules still determining if Raquel's going to appear in season 11 as filming, I believe, resumed yesterday or it starts filming season 11 today. But we're either underway or about to be today. Also going to talk about Temptation Island and the Big D last night. The Wednesday two-hour power hours that I'm calling it. Really good stuff. And I'll give you my thoughts on both of those episodes. We'll get to that momentarily. So I want to say this right off the bat. And I'm also going to say this in my open for the JoJo and Jordan interview coming up in a couple hours. There is an audio issue that we have all podcast. And for the about the first 20 minutes, I didn't know what was going on. And then I realized it about halfway through why what was happening was happening. And it's this. This interview was recorded on Tuesday, but it was recorded through a third party. Basically, their PR team called me up and said, you ready for JoJo and Jordan? I say yes, and they patched them through. And then that middle party just goes on mute during the whole episode. The problem is because they were I because I didn't call Jordan or Jojo directly or they didn't call me directly, there is a delay. So every time I asked something, for the first 20 minutes, every time I asked something, it took about two seconds before one of them answered. And I'm like, did I not ask a good question? Did I not direct my question at somebody? Because I know I did. I said, Hey Jordan, what do you think of this? Or hey Jojo, what do you think of this? And it was taking two almost like there's a good beat there. You'll hear it. Trust me. And look, I've been doing podcasts for what? Seven years now. And when you talk to somebody, you, you know, you're just talking to somebody on a podcast, you get a direct response. Very few times has this happened. I think it happened with Mark Wahlberg early on when I was doing temptation Island interviews, because it was the same thing. The PR people at NBC Universal would call me up and then connect Mark to me. And I think it happened back then too. But it, you know, if this is podcast 345 today, I don't think it's happened more than five times in 345 podcasts. But I didn't realize what was happening. I didn't understand. I was, and, and I couldn't do anything. And then we're halfway through and I'm like, oh, it's, they're hearing me on delay. So it's not like they were waiting or they didn't know what to say. <laughs> Because that's what I was thinking. But yeah, it it got on my nerves. Just as a podcast guy, it got on my nerves. And it's, you know, it's no fault. It's not their fault. Um, but just audio-wise, it got on my nerves. And I, I hope it doesn't ruin it for you guys. But just know, every time I'm done asking them a question, there's probably two seconds of dead air. And... It's just it's just the way it was recorded. I didn't want I didn't want to tinker with it. I didn't want to go in. I just... I just wanted to lay it out for you up front so you know. That's why you hear that dead air right in the beginning of every question or right right at the end of my question and them talking because for whatever reason, well, that's the reason. They were not a direct phone call to me. It was a second person's phone call, so they're hearing me on delay. So 
you hear me end the question, but they're not hearing my end of a question until one or two seconds later, and then they speak. So just keep that in mind. I hope it doesn't make it um, unlistenable for you because otherwise it's a great interview. They are very open about the show that they host, The Big D. They also are very open about their relationship, which I asked questions on. Yes, I do address my coverage of them as a couple and of Jordan. Back in 2016, we go over that. Um, I just think it's a really good interview all around and so glad I was able uh, to get them on. And even better, after I had them on for an hour, Jordan stayed on just himself for another 45 minutes to record the Sports Daily, which I'm running tomorrow on the Sports Daily. So 45 minutes of excellent college football talk with Jordan Rogers, where we pretty much go over, I think, most of the big storylines heading into the 2023-2024 season. So look for that tomorrow. But yeah, coming out in a couple hours, podcast number 345 with them. It's a great conversation. Just wanted to jump in here also and say, there was no reader emails yesterday. One, I didn't have enough. And two, there just wasn't enough to put out there otherwise in terms of news. So I should have sent out a tweet. That's my mistake. I should have sent out a tweet and or and and, and then screenshot the tweet and sent it out on my Instagram stories that there was no column. I apologize for that. We'll be back to reader emails next week. So get those in. So we'll just have more. I would just I think I only had like three or four. So we'll have more for next week. Get those in, steve at realitysteve.com, and they'll just go in next week's reader emails, which should have uh, a good amount, I would assume. But, yeah, that was just my mistake of not getting that out there and letting you know that there was not going to be a column. But there will be a column every Wednesday, um, a reader email column every Wednesday. So don't, don't fret. So a story came out two days ago that Raquel Levis hasn't decided – whether or not she's going to return for Vanderpump Rules Season 11, which began filming. As I read this article, it did begin filming yesterday. So Season 11 is underway. Raquel is currently in talks about returning for the next season of Vanderpump Rules. However, she hasn't decided whether or not she wants to come back to the show. Clearly, she's not going to be in the beginning of the season because they started filming yesterday. She's not a part of it. I'm telling you right now, there is zero chance we never see Raquel again on Vanderpump Rules. Come on now. It's the biggest thing that's ever happened to this show. Like, Scandaval is huge. Now, as I've been saying this whole time while she's been in rehab in Arizona, do I think she's going to be a regular ever again on this show? No. But don't tell me she's never showing up on this show again. She's absolutely going to. If she was never going to, she would have already said. She would have already made her mind up and said, never going back. No. Or the show would say, never having her on. No. Clearly the show wants her on. I mean, they're in the ratings business. Remember, we went all over this back when Bachelor Data put out the ratings for Vanderpump Rules. As a guy who had never watched any season of Vanderpump Rules... And I saw that season nine of Vanderpump Rules, not one episode even got a million viewers. And most of them, if not all of them, got less than 750,000 viewers. And season 10 was shaping up the same way with the first four episodes until the scandal broke. 
and all of a sudden the episodes started gaining in ratings. And again, I'm not going to say that this was a conspiracy and it was done on purpose, but don't tell me that Scandival didn't breathe life into a dying franchise because it did. Period. End of story. All you got to do is go look at the ratings. Nobody was watching this show. Less than a million people a week. I don't say nobody, but surely they had their diehard fans. But by the time the finale rolled around, they're getting over $2 million an episode when they were only getting less than seven fifty for every episode in the season before. Clearly, Scandaval shot some life into that franchise. So you can't just ditch her and never put her on again. And I don't think she, just based on the limited information I have about Raquel and know about Raquel, just hearing what people have said about her, she's kind of addicted to the spotlight. I don't know. Maybe rehab's going to change her. Maybe rehab is going to tell her, you should never go back on that show because it is not good for your mental health. Again, it's not going to be a series regular again. She'll never get back to that point. I don't think. But an appearance here and there? Hell, I could possibly see the whole season 11. She's never showing up until the finale, and then it like leads into season 12 or something like that. But yeah, I totally don't think we've seen the last of her. Just right now, she's not going to be in the beginning of the season. So what are the storylines that are going to take over? I mean, outside of Ariana and Sandoval, who clearly aren't a couple, who clearly don't speak, she has said, I am not going to film with that guy. I don't know, does, does season 11 just start over with a whole bunch of new storylines and we get to see Sandoval's crappy band? I, I don't, no one wants to film with him. Schwartz wants to distance himself from him. So I guess that's the intrigue is how are they going to film a season 11 with Schwartz and Sandoval and the rest of the crew when everyone hates Sandoval? I guess that's what we'll wait for for season 11. All right. Let's talk about Temptation Island. Episode three, last night, USA Network. And I'm still standing by what I said after I watched the first episode. I cannot see any of these couples leaving the island together. You know who isn't leaving the island together? Roberto and Vanessa. You know why they're not leaving the island together? (laughs) Because Roberto tells Hall last night as they're sitting there at the table... Or maybe it was he told, maybe he told Christopher. Flat out asked him, do you see yourself leaving with Vanessa? And he said, I don't see myself leaving with her. We're literally on day, what, three, four in real time out there? And he's already saying he doesn't see it with her. Oh, boy. Yeah, I I just, there's no way, especially knowing the way that she is. And clearly that clip was shown to her at Bonfire, which we'll get to. But come on now. I, I really don't think Roberto is going to have a change of heart. When you say that that early and then do what he did later on in the episode, which is literally almost became the first person to kiss one of the singles, literally leaned in and tried to kiss Desiree. And she basically said, no, 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 no. You know, you need to talk to, I forget the other single girl, because that girl was crushing on Roberto, and Roberto kind of went behind her back to Desiree. But 
Yeah, he tried to kiss her. I could have sworn that was going to be the clip that they showed Vanessa at Bonfire and Vanessa was going to fly off the handle. She wasn't already thrilled with the clip that she saw where Roberto basically said, yeah, I don't think I'm going to leave the island with her. And yeah, rightfully so. I mean, you, you hear that as the girlfriend of however many years they were together. You're like, he's already saying this? This is our first bonfire? And he's already saying that I embarrass him and he doesn't see himself leaving the island with me? Well, then what are you doing with me, dude? Well, maybe he needed to come on the island to figure that out. Because a lot of people just watching their interaction at that first cocktail party where everybody got together were just like, my gosh, these two are like oil and water. They don't seem to mesh. That's the phrase, right? Oil and water? I think so. Regardless, um, Paris and Tajik. Paris is an interesting one because being Angolan, I think the way she was raised and then she got into it a little bit more during Bonfire, but just didn't have a lot of male authority in her life. And I guess her father really put a lot of pressure on her and didn't have a lot of great leadership towards her. And... She seems to want, you know, I, like I said at the very beginning with these two, Great has cheated on her multiple times, and she has taken him back, but yet she says, I, you know, I don't want that. I don't, I need, I, I need a guy that's better than that. But yet she continually took Great back after the cheating that he did. So, and here she is being single having fun and making comments about if the cameras weren't around, she would <laughs> suck off Tajik, which, you know, of course they had to end the episode with. That's the clip that Great gets to see. The other guys are freaking out. Great is shaking his head, and then we get the rolling credits. And I'm like, oh, come on. You know, I, I mean, I... I I do not know. I do not watch the episodes early for Temptation Island. I did the first episode. And if I do going forward, if I contact the PR, I would only get one episode early. You know, I'd be able to watch it like on Monday or Tuesday on a screener. That's it. I'm not getting way in advance like I did when I was collabing with them in seasons one, two, and three. So I don't know anything about this season. But there is nothing that makes me think that Great won't have sex with somebody else this season. Why? Because <laughs> they left in a conversation of Paris saying, I don't want to see Great having sex. This is as they were going to head to the bonfire. And Vanessa's like, no, 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 you're not going to see Great having sex. Well, maybe not this bonfire you won't. But something tells me they left that in there for a reason. But I also think Paris is going to do her own thing on her side. Not necessarily have sex, but I think she's going to realize I don't need great. And as much as I love him, I need to be treated better than how he treated me. So they're done. Roberto and Vanessa are done. D-U-N. I said that last week. I'll say it again. D-U-N. Done. I'm still debating on Christopher and Maricela. They probably are done just because I can just see her needing space. 
And maybe she just doesn't want to be with Christopher, doesn't want to be with anybody. And then Hall and Kristen, I mean, I mean, Caitlin, Caitlin, Kristen, Caitlin, Hall and Caitlin, you're just like, you see the clips last night. You're just like, how are these two staying together? He literally told another woman, I want to have kids and I don't feel like Caitlin wants to have kids. And then the girl he's on a date with twice now, Michaela, says, I can't wait to have kids. And then when confronted at Bonfire about it, Caitlin says, I'm not ready to have kids. I'm three or four years away. So, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I maybe it just seems too easy, but good Lord, it seems like their storyline is written out here. Unless Hall changes his mind about wanting to have kids right away, they're done. Or Caitlin changes her mind about wanting to have kids in three or four years. But if she's already stating at a bonfire, I don't want to have kids for three or four years. I'm not ready. And then by the end of this thing, realizes she does, I, I, that sounds almost forced. I wouldn't, I wouldn't believe it. If I were Hall, I wouldn't believe it. Because I wish they would show possible bonfire clips at other people's bonfires. Like I would love for them to show Hall that clip of Caitlin saying at the bonfire, I'm not ready to have kids. I'm three or four years away. But I don't. I don't think they've ever done that on bonfire clips. The clip that the guys or the girls actually watch is of their significant other at bonfire. It's always just back on a date or something they say at the villa. So I'm sure that's going to be addressed later on, but it seems pretty straightforward. He wants kids and she's three or four years away. It doesn't sound like either of them are budging. So seemingly this engagement's going to end on Temptation Island. And finally, let's talk about the Big D hosted by JoJo and Jordan. Coming up on the podcast in a couple hours, we're going to talk about this episode last night and a lot of other things, just the couples in general. The only one we didn't really cover was Allie and Mims. That's because they're both off the show now. So everyone else we talk about. We talk about that Spitfire, my favorite, Casey. We talk about her. We talk about Blair and Ariel. We talk about Takura and Didi. talk about David and Jillian. And we talk about Devin and Alexis. And the two singles, Dean and and Angelique they're all brought up but I thought last night one of the coolest things like last night was if you really think about it outside of Takur's just being an asshole last night was a little bit more about the softer side of this show like yeah you got a bunch of divorcees hanging out in a villa together we get it there's going to be some drama last night was a little less on the drama and more on wow these are real people with real feelings that they used to have as a married couple, and now here they are living together. Just the fact that Devin and Angelique won the dance contest along with Blair and Dee, But they win it, and Devin says, you know what? I'm going to pass up my, immu- my immunity because by winning this date, you're telling us we get a horseback riding date. My ex-wife has always said she wanted to go horseback riding, so I don't want to do that with somebody that's not her. So clearly we know Devin and Alexis probably are or at least wanting to use this time in Costa Rica to rekindle, you know? Now, <laughs> it's funny that she said, I'm going to tell you something and then you need to forget it. And that was, you know, I think I may still be in love with you. And then he's like, yeah, I knew. So... That was almost a very that was a very Han Solo-ish answer to him. Uh, if you get my Star Wars reference from 
Return of the Jedi? Yeah. Anyway. So, no, Empire Strikes Back. That's right. Empire Strikes Back when Princess Leia, as he's being lowered into the carbonite, says, I love you. And he says, I know. I know. <laughs> um, so, Devin, I mean, the whole point of this show is to find love again, whether it's someone you're rekindling with, your ex, or two people who are single now on this show match up. And I was a little confused. And we ta- I talked to Jordan and JoJo about this. They explain it about how the winner is being chosen on this show. And that will be coming up in the podcast. I don't want to give it away now. In case you were a little confused. Because I was. Because I didn't understand. Because I thought it was people needing to move on from their ex. But then when Devin did that, I was like, well, wait a second. I thought the whole point was moving on from your ex. He's clearly thinking about Alexis and putting her first. So why is that rewarded? And then I realized, oh, it's rewarded because this show is about finding love for a second time, whether it be with your ex or whether it be with somebody new. As I said, I think Casey is the most entertaining person on this show. Her facial expressions. I know some people are like, oh, my God, she's so loud and obnoxious. I think she's hilarious. She is exactly what reality TV needs. And she was, like, made for reality TV. Didn't focus on her a lot last night. Obviously, Brooks isn't there. And she wasn't in a lot of, you know, wasn't involved on a drama, didn't say much. She was the one that um, was the narrator, I guess, so to speak, at the end when they let Mims go. But other than that, no. She's uh, she's just uh, a ball of energy, for sure. And makes it, it makes it very lighthearted, this show. And then when I talk about the softer side of the show... I think all you have to do is look at David and Jillian and what happened last night. Like two major breakthroughs in their relationship as a divorce couple. That first conversation where she basically said to him after he told her he needed her, she's like, you've never told me that before. I mean, this was a couple that was married. They were high school sweethearts. And yet it took him on a reality show to say something to her he'd never said before. I think that was really cool. Um. And then at the end, once Jillian got eliminated, it was, again, two people that were realizing their faults. He apologized, took ownership for their relationship. I just, that's what I like to see in these shows, you know? Yes, you like your drama or whatever, but ultimately, you kind of want to see some resolution. And especially on a show like this, where one of the reasons I like the show, and one of the reasons I tell JoJo and Jordan I like the show so much is because it's not just sticking two exes and people who dated in the past on a show. You're sticking two people on a show who were married to each other, who lived with each other, who had family vacations together, and making them live together again and basically talk about their relationship and their marriage and things that maybe they never even talked about before. I think that's really, really interesting, and that's why I really like the show. Now... The negative about last night's show was Takur. One, he is drinking way too much. Like, I felt he was drunk the whole episode. Every single shot of him, whether it was in a confessional or it was in a scene, he was hammered. He had the glazed-over eyes. He had the slow blink. All you had to listen to was his speech pattern. You know, and then to sit there and tell his ex-wife, you're an asshole... 
you know what? Fuck you, Didi. This is exactly why I don't like you or I hate you. You know, it's just like, good Lord. It was too much. But something interesting, when you listen to Jordan and JoJo on the podcast today, they have some very interesting things to say about Takor, which kind of go against what we've seen of Takor the first three episodes. So listen for that. But really, really good show. I really like it a lot, and that's why I'm glad Jordan and JoJo are coming on. So like I said, that'll be posted in a couple hours. Thank you all for listening. Please follow in Apple Podcasts. Also, rate and review. The Sports Daily will be up in an hour from now. And then, as you know, podcast number 345 coming up in a couple hours with Jordan and JoJo. We talk about everything. So thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See you!